0: Good morning. (laughs) Um, Right, I'm reading from Romans 8, verses 1 to 17. And that passage is entitled, Life Through the Spirit. Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Because through Christ Jesus, the law of the Spirit, who gives life, has set you free from the law of sin and death. For what? because of righteousness and if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to you to your mortal bodies because of his spirit who lives in you therefore brothers and sisters we have an obligation but it is not of, not to the flesh to live according to it for if you live according to the flesh you will die but if the spirit if by the spirit you put sorry i'll read that bit again but if by the spirit you put to death the misdeeds of the body you will live for those who are led by the spirit of god are the children of god the spirit you received does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again rather the spirit you received
1: Thank you, Val. Let's pray and, uh, and then we'll have a closer look at this passage. Father God, thank you for your word. Thank you. We come to it with great confidence. Thank you that it is uh, given by the Holy Spirit. And Father, as we've just heard, thank you. There is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Please convict us of whatever we need convicting of. Encourage us and just be with us, Lord, as we open your word now. We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, during the Vietnam War, uh, there were many children adopted by Australian families. And a a girl called Sally English was one of them. Uh, Now, Sally uh, was interviewed by the ABC uh, in 2015, and she described the effects uh, of what uh, being adopted into an Australian family from Vietnam uh, was like. She went, she said, from identifying uh, with being Vietnamese to identifying with being Australia. She went from living under the government and the rules and the regulations that are in Vietnam and now she identified and lived under the rules and the regulations and the laws of Australia. She said this, she said, I am as Australian as they come, you know, and excuse my language, I freaking like Vegemite meat pies and I can swear like a trooper. <laughs> Apparently, that's what it means to be Australian. But I won't swear. Um, she considers herself Australian, but she also says in the, in the interview that she battles this identity crisis at times because she does still have a drawback to her Vietnamese heritage. But she lives in the realm of Australia, She identifies with Australia. Her future is in Australia because she was adopted by Australians, even if she is drawn at times back to her previous identity. See, like Sally, all of us who have put our faith in the Lord Jesus have been adopted by God to live under his governance as his children. And in the text that Val just read, Paul is describing what life is like under this new governance. See, just as Sally loves Vegemite, meat pies and swearing because she's an Aussie, being born into Jesus' realm uh, in the new life means we too have a new culture and a new way. And this is what Paul is describing and he calls it the way of the spirit. Well, he begins in verses 1 to 4 by declaring that those who have put their their trust in the Lord Jesus are free from condemnation. Let me just read that for you. Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, because through Christ Jesus, the law of the Spirit who gives life has set you free from the law of sin and death. For what the law was powerless to do, because it was weakened by the flesh, god did by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh to be a sin offering and so he condemned sin in the flesh in order that the righteous requirement of the law might be fully met in us who do not live according to the flesh but according to the spirit so he's really summing up uh, everything that he's been talking about in the previous uh, seven chapters The law of the Holy Spirit has set us free from sin and death. Sin has the wages of death. We die because there is sin in our life. Sin is the rebellion, the rejection, the disobedience of God. But here he says when we put our trust in Jesus, the condemnation that comes because of our rejection of God is no more. And it is like being, it's a legal argument. You stand before the judge and you should be condemned. On Thursday mornings, I go into Parkley Prison and I teach the Alpha course uh, to prisoners in there. And I tell you, there's no one else on earth that knows fully well that they are condemned. And I say to them, we all wear prison greens before God. There is no level of sin, we are all sinners and, pro- and, and Paul has already said that in chapter 3. There is no right one righteous, not even one, no one who understands God, no one who seeks God. All have turned away, all have become corrupt. But here there is now no condemnation uh, in Christ Jesus. And why? Because the righteous requirement of the law was met by Jesus and he didn't deserve death. So as he went to the cross, he died on our behalf. And when we put our trust in him, his life is given to us. So God sees us as righteous. And so when we stand before him, we are no longer condemned because we have fully met. And then the punishment that we deserved is placed on Christ on the cross. And so when God sees us, we have fully uh, been absolved from all of our life and our sinfulness, all because Jesus put to death sin and death on the cross. He made amends. He made it right with God on our behalf as our substitute. And we are told this is all affected by God the Holy Spirit. The Spirit makes the work of Jesus' life, death and resurrection effective In your life, living in the new realm, in under the new governance of God, means that there is now no condemnation. Matt Chandler is a pastor in the US, and like most pastors, he's got a bad background. Uh, Trust me, most of us do. Uh, He speaks of a time when he was preaching at a conference near the town where he grew up, And he decided to take a drive back and I've done this down in Blacktown. I'm a Blacktown boy. I've done this down in Blacktown and you start getting triggered in all the things you've done and all the life that uh, you lived prior to Christ particularly. And that happened to him and he said, as I drove into town I passed a field where I once got into a fist fight with a kid named Sean. It was not a fair fight and I did some shady dark things in that fight I completely humiliated him in front of a large crowd of people. Then I drove past my first house and I thought of all the wicked things I had done in that house. I passed a friend's house where once at a party I did some of the most shameful, horrific things that I've ever done. He said afterward on the drive back to the conference I was overwhelmed with the guilt and shame of the wickedness that I had done in that city prior to knowing Christ Jesus. So I could hear the whispers in my heart, you call yourself a man of God? are you going to stand in front of these guys and tell them to be men of God after all you've done? But he says, in the middle of all that guilt and shame, I began to be reminded by the scriptures that the old Matt Chandler is dead. The Matt Chandler who did those things, the Matt Chandler who sinned in those ways, was nailed to that cross with Jesus Christ and all of his sins, past, present and future, were paid for in full on the cross By Jesus Christ, I have been sanctified once and for all. He remembers my sins no more, and I no longer need to feel shame for those things, because those things have not have been completely atoned for. See, that's what this passage is talking about, and that's why Joe and Sue today are being baptized, to say that they now identify in this new realm of the Spirit, God's realm, not the realm of the flesh. Because the second thing Paul says in this passage is that we have to have minds that are directed. Verses 5 and 6 says this, "...those who live according to the flesh have their minds set on what the flesh desires, but those who live in accordance with the Spirit have their minds set on what the Spirit desires." The mind governed by the flesh is death, but the mind governed by the spirit is life and peace. So when we put our faith in the Lord Jesus and exchange our citizenship, we become governed by God. And what the text is making clear here is there's no dual citizenship. I have both an English citizenship and an Australian citizenship. But I can't say, well, I have the citizenship of Christ and the citizenship of the flesh. If you remember a few years back, we had some politicians who had to resign because they became politicians while they had dual citizenship. So if you hold on to your old citizenship, you, who do you identify with? Who do you fight with when a war starts? What when the battle comes comes? For your soul, who do you align with? And there is a war raging between the holy kingdom of God and the world in which, uh, in which is governed uh, by the sinful flesh. You cannot have a foot in both camps. See, what we're going to witness today is Joe and Sue saying, we're not having a foot in both camps, and they haven't for decades. Okay? They've just come to a point where they've realised part of that obedience is being baptised. That is part of the obedience. But what, what, what baptism's doing is it's putting up your hand and saying publicly, I identify with the citizenship that I now have as a child of God. It's won for me by God, it's been given by grace, a gift by God and I now publicly declare that I identify with that kingdom and that I cannot have a foot in both camps. Does it mean I'm perfect? No. But my heart's desire is moving to God and that's what repentance means, a U-turn. I now move towards him. Instead of away from him. Verse 6 shows this contrast. The, uh, verses 6 to 13, the flesh is all about death, the spirit life. Verse 7, the flesh is hostile to God. The spirit desires the love of God. Verse 8, the flesh cannot please God. The spirit enables his ple- people to please God. Verse 10, the flesh is sin. The spirit is righteousness. Verse 13, the spirit puts to death the misdeeds of the body. See, Paul expands this idea in Galatians chapter 5, verses 19 to 23. The acts of the flesh are obvious, sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this won't inherit the kingdom of God, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, Gentleness and self-control. Against such things, there is no law. There is a clear distinction when we put our faith in the Lord Jesus that we live by the Spirit. And baptism is an outward sign of an inner reality. It is declaring publicly what has already happened in us. And the fact it's what, 20 years after the event or more? It doesn't matter. It's still an outward sign of an inner reality that the Holy Spirit has brought you home. And now you want to publicly identify with this. And how it works is as we go down into the water, we identify with going down into the grave with Jesus uh, in our old life. And as the person comes up out of the water, it's an identification with the new life. That they have in Christ, putting to death the old, the life of the flesh, and coming up into the life of the Spirit. So this morning we rejoice because you've been convicted and it's wonderful to be baptized. But I do want to challenge each one of you firstly, if you are not someone who has put their trust in the Lord Jesus and known this new life as a child of God, I want you to consider that today. I want you to see me or Joe or Sue or someone that you know who is a Christian and you talk and you seek and you find and you ask God. It's not hard. It's not rocket science. It's a matter of putting your trust in him and accepting the gift that he's given you. But secondly, if you're someone who has put their trust in the Lord Jesus for the forgiveness of your sin... I want you to start, if you don't, set your mind on the things of the Spirit. Move your mind to the Spirit. You can't have feet in both camps. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness and self-control. And then finally, if you are someone who has put their faith in the Lord Jesus many years ago, here's the big challenge that we get today. Have you been baptised as a believer? Have you been baptised? Because there is no, 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 nothing more obedient. Jesus was baptised. In Acts 2, uh, verses 36 to 39, after the Holy Spirit had poured, been poured out on the church, Peter gives his resounding first sermon, which was just, it's the most wonderful sermon and you will receive the gift of the holy spirit the promises for you and your children and for all who are far off for all whom the lord our god will call repentance turning away from the realm of the flesh and seeking god and baptism publicly identifying with a new life that you have and the commitment you've made to follow him under his governance and under the law of the Spirit as his children, where there is no, now no condemnation, even if you don't live up to all of it, as long as your heart desires it and you are seeking to renew, there is now no condemnation. That foundation on which we stand is the death of resurrection and will Matt Chandler for our past, present and future sins. And there's no other freedom that you will ever know that can come anywhere close than having your heart and your soul and your life following and loving the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, let me pray. Heavenly Father, we do thank you that uh, there is clarity, that there is no fence sitting here, Lord, that. You have paved the way for us to have freedom and life and live it to the fullest. And Father, thank you that there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Father, I do pray for each of us. Out of those three options, wherever we stand, Lord, I pray that you will convict our hearts to to seek you and to uh, live a life in the Spirit and to be your children and to come into the realm of the Spirit. Father God, I pray that each of us will continue to change and be renewed into uh, the image of Jesus. Help us to be full of love and joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness and self-control because against such things there is no law. So Father God, bless us now and as we uh, sing again, as we hear testimony and as we Uh, see and witness this baptism i pray that you pour your spirit onto each and every one of us and i pray this in jesus name Amen. amen